My name is Kyla Guru. I'm 18 years old, and my mission is to educate and equip people with the cybersecurity skills they need to keep us all safe. This is my story. A lot of times adults will have this conversation about the future, but they won't talk to our generation. If you're talking about the future, it only makes sense to have the generation in the room that's going to be the leader of the future or going to be living that future. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is 18-year-old Kyla Guru, who founded a nonprofit that educates young people about cybersecurity. It's possible you haven't given cybersecurity much thought beyond choosing a good password for your email account, but Kyla sure has. And you might be surprised what an important role it plays in our lives. Kyla, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, trust me, we are so excited that you're here with us. So let's jump right in and talk about Bits and Bytes Cybersecurity. What is it? Absolutely. So I am the founder of Bits and Bytes Cybersecurity Education, which is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to educating and equipping all vulnerable populations. So we focus on young people, just like the listeners today, and we focus on the elderly populations, and we provide them the cybersecurity education and awareness skills needed for the future. So we provide curriculum for classrooms that teachers can actually download off of our website and they can immediately just implement that in their classrooms. That content comes with slides for a teacher to directly present in their classrooms, worksheets, games. There's a lot of just instructions that are baked into the curriculum that allow them to understand and feel empowered about the material as a teacher looking at it for the first time. And I bet a lot of the teachers have learned themselves from the curriculums that you've offered to them how to apply it in their own lives. Am I right? Yeah, everybody is affected by cyber. Regardless of who it is, these skills are things that you can actively implement. The resources that we give are those that you could download and use on a daily basis to, to protect yourself and to stay safe. I think we have over 500 schools that have downloaded our curriculum now across the world. We've impacted around 16,000 students over the past four and a half years. And we've partnered with really cool organizations working in the ed tech space and national security space. Whoa, you just said 16,000 students. Absolutely brilliant, Kyla. That's awesome. I mean, it's clear that the internet is a vast and complicated place, but how would you simply define cybersecurity? Cybersecurity is not just like keeping yourself safe. Ultimately, the culture that we build around security affects the systems that run our water, that run our power, that run our critical systems in our world and in our country and our election system for that matter. Like there was a whole conversation around election security near um, November and every kind of election cycle that happens. Countdown to election day. Cyber attacks coming from Russia. China, Russia and Iran all have the ability to interfere in these elections. Potential threats to our upcoming election. Foreign hackers have gotten voter registration data already. So we keep adapting and that's why we have this like new national security and disinformation curriculum that came out as a result of the patterns and trends that we saw around the election time. 
So we really help foster more communication in the classroom with regards to cyber. And how old were you when you founded your organization? This was freshman year of high school. So it was a little over four years ago. So I was 14 or 15 at the time. That is a huge accomplishment at such a young age. How did your interest in cybersecurity get started? I went to this camp and it was at the camp that I really learned what was cybersecurity and what did it mean for the world. People think that it's so mutually exclusive from the physical domain, but a lot of the times like what happens on the internet definitely doesn't like just stay within the internet. When I grew up, I saw my older brother get cyberbullied online. It manifests physically and has physical ramifications. We need to protect ourselves online the same way that we think about protecting ourselves physically or just when we're walking the street or outside in public. When I was at the cybersecurity camp, I would just find myself having these like conversations into like midnight or 1 a.m. with these um, PhD students who were also at the camp. And it was from those conversations that I was like, wow, like cybersecurity is so pervasive, affects everyone's life, affects every industry. If we don't have security, then we, we don't have safety. We don't have personal safety or the feeling of personal privacy. So it was all those ideas that kind of came together in those moments. It's obvious that you are extremely knowledgeable in this space of cybersecurity. And I think it, what I'd love to know is, how did you even get involved or interested in science in the first place? I started getting into science when I was really young. I'm the type of person who, like, over the summers, I would just get really bored at home and bug my parents a lot. I always asked so many questions. I always was the type of person who, like, was like, why? <laughs> so they were like, okay, we're going to put you in, like, a science and tech camp. So you can see how that works for you. And actually, a lot of the times, I would be the only girl at those camps. And this was, like, when I was in elementary, like, first through fifth grade, I would be experiencing that. And when I look back now, it's so clear that, oh, wow, like that was the first time I experienced the gender gap. Do you remember a specific moment where you recognize that gender gap? When I was in sophomore year of high school, a lot of young women were dropping out of my computer science class. And I would just be having these conversations with these young women. And I would just be asking them why, just out of curiosity. And a lot of them said that it was because they didn't see that their future career would be related to technology or they just didn't see technology fitting into their future. And that made me want to start a conversation about how every career in the future is going to be affected by technology. We need women in the room. Like, it's just such a need right now. I couldn't agree more. I'm just curious from your perspective, what else can adults do to help support young people like yourself in making that change? I love that you said that. I think one of the main things is just presenting role models. One thing that we're talking about is not only do you have to teach about encryption in a classroom, but it is just as important to show the young people role models who are working in the encryption space, who look like them, who speak like them, who maybe come from the same familial background or socioeconomic background that just will be like relatable role models for them to see, wow, like this matters in the world. People who look like me care about this problem. And also for them to realize that this is a whole career, like this could be like what they do in the future. Who was your first like relatable role model that you noticed? Role models don't have to be actual people. I know that sounds weird, but the first role model that I had seen in cybersecurity 
was I would watch uh, The Arrow in middle school and Felicity Smoke from The Arrow. She's just like this powerhouse female hacker <laughs> who just knows how to get into any system. When it comes to hacking, I'm the fastest woman alive. All right, I'm in. Are you kidding? But I, it was because I saw like her and like a female role model in, in middle school that I was like, oh wow, this is what I could look like when I when I grow up. This is what I could be. And and after that, of course, I was able to fortunately meet like actual role models doing the work who eventually told me that cybersecurity careers look a bit different. But I beg to differ. I think I could be a superhero, <laughs> but. Regardless, I think representative role models can take different forms. Absolutely. And there it is, just a testament to the fact that even TV shows and movies can inform and inspire people to pursue different cool careers. One thing that I've learned through this nonprofit is just how like mission-centric Gen Z wants to be and how much we want to affect other people's lives. And cybersecurity is such a good space to be in for that because so many of the jobs are actually impacting people's lives and whether that be securing a hospital system that is regularly taking in patients during the pandemic, their systems have to be up and running all the time. And so these are the everyday heroes that we don't think about, but they're everywhere in security. So that's um, also very cool. Did you experience any setbacks or roadblocks along the last four years or so? Oh yeah, yes, certainly. One of the biggest things for me was just trying to find confidence in my voice and my mission. Because when I was younger and I would go into these rooms, I felt this need to prove my worth just because of my age. Cybersecurity professionals, it tends to be like on the older side, a very specific demographic. I was younger, I was a daughter of immigrants. Like I was just like, I came from a different background. And at first, like, that kind of scared me. Yeah, I can imagine walking into a room full of adults and cybersecurity professionals and say, I'm going to tell you more about how you can do your job better or how I can help as a yeah. teenager. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A lot of times adults will have this conversation about the future, but they won't talk to our generation. If you're talking about the future, it only makes sense to have the generation in the room that's going to be the leader of the future or going to be living that future. What kind of advice would you have for young people who might want to pursue a similar journey as you? I think first and foremost, never forget that you are already changing the world, that you have inherent power in your voice and your presence, and you already have all the ingredients inside you to make an impact on the person sitting to the right of you, to the left of you, those around you. I think that's the biggest thing. Confidence is contagious. And once you realize that you have the power, you have all the ingredients, the courage, the bravery, the determination, all inside you already. I think that's the moment when you start to walk through the world as an innovator, realizing that the problems that you see around you, it's in your hands to change and you have the power and tools to do that. And what about adults or older people who might say, you're too young to do that? What's your response? No, <laughs> my response is just, there's so much inherent power in being a young person today. Just the lived experiences you're having, being a digital human being that has grown up learning social media on social media, learning technology at such a rapid pace. So there's so much inherent power 
that all you need to do is just raise your hand and say something. And once the words start flowing out of your mouth, they will realize that you are there for a reason and that your voice has to be heard and reflected in the products and in the world around us. It's not that age doesn't matter, but it's rather that age and your lived experiences, who you are, is your superpower and can give you your voice and take you forward. So well said. Kyla, I know I, for one, feel safer already knowing that innovators like you and your organization, Bits and Bytes, is out in the world helping protect more people. Thank you for your work and thank you for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. So excited and peace to the world. Peace to everyone. Signing off. <laughs> peace to everyone. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to learn more about Kyla's organization, go to her website, bitsinbytes.us.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Eben Hall are our producers. Caroline Roth, Brian C. Magala, and Matt Morales are Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.